Hey y'all, welcome to A Dream Powered by Steam, the podcast that empowers you to achieve your goals in and through science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. So what are we waiting for? Let's go. Okay, now it's time for us to talk about technology and STEAM. So, y'all already know we're going to have a little discussion about info and facts and all of that. So, I like what I did for the science episode, the last one, go check it out. Uh, I divided the info and the facts into different sections. So that is what I'm going to be doing today. And probably for the rest of the episodes. So the first section is technology and health. I want to emphasize some advancements. Because, you know, without advancements in technology, we would not be where we are today health-wise. And the following have been made to better healthcare for everyone. The first one is the electronic health record. In 2009, very few U.S. hospitals were using an electronic health record. However, by 2013, almost 80% of the hospitals incorporated an EHR into their facilities. It is used for the centralization and efficiency of patient info so doctors don't have to look up their information on multiple systems. It is also used as a data and population health tool. Portal technology is the next thing. Portal technology allows physicians and patients to access medical records and interact online. Many see it as a source of empowerment and responsibility for patients. The last thing is sensors and wearable technology. According to a Transparency Market Research report, the wearable medical device market is growing at a rate of 16.4% a year. Wearable medical devices and sensors are just another way to collect data. Sensors and wearable technology could be as simple as an alert sent to a care provider when a patient falls down, like um, Life Alert. You see those commercials all the time, like, help, I fall and I can't get up, and they have those Life Alert things, and they get help. That's um, wearable technology. And another thing is a bandage that can detect skin pH levels to tell if a cut is getting infected. So it's kind of like some futuristic stuff. It's really cool. The next section is technology in education. Personally, I love being active in tech-savvy classrooms. I just feel like it makes the learning experience, you know, that much better. You know, because sometimes school is just a lot and having a technical component really helps move things along and make things a, a lot more fun. There are a lot of things used in education that are technology, such as um, Dreambox. It is a math education software that is used in a number of classrooms across the United States. And what it does is it shapes and forms to a certain student's um, skill level, and it lets the students learn at a pace that is best suited to their needs and how they learn 
how they progress and how fast they progress. I think that's really cool because a lot of kids, you know, they don't fit. Well, I don't know what to say they fit, but they don't do well in traditional classroom settings. So making personalized, you know, education opportunities just makes things a lot better, a lot easier for educators, parents, and students, I believe. Because, you know, not everyone is the same. Not everyone is, not everyone's going to, you know, fit the cookie cutter, you know. So, and that's the reason why some kids aren't doing well, because they just don't fit in, and that is okay. We have to do what's best for students so that we can continue to advance, I believe. You know, some other technologies are... Well, I used to have um, smart boards in my elementary classrooms. I don't think they use them anymore, but we, it was just a board, you know, on the wall. You had a, um, we called it a magic pen. You would calibrate it and touch the screen and then you could write stuff on there. But it was like, an, it was basically a big iPad on the wall. It was really cool. And right now I am in online classes and that's another way education uses technology because I look at homework assignments and I, I turn in papers online. And, you know, using this technology has helped me do well in classes. And you know, technology and beauty is the last section. And I'm going to list five different brands across the world that are revolutionizing beauty through technology. The first one is in the UK. It is called Harley. It's an online retailer that pairs consumers with medical practitioners to get personalized skincare prescriptions from different brands delivered right to their door. It offers the technology part of it. It offers online video consultations with a dermatologist aesthetic doctor or a cosmetic surgeon and they then recommend a regimen you know that is for the patient's unique skin and what they want to do with their skin how they want to progress and you know through their use of technology harley offers detailed application instructions and repurchase reminders to boost the efficiency the next brand is in the u.s and it's a skincare company called Atola. It uses a combination of dermatology and data to figure out different skin needs. Another skincare brand. Different factors like the environment, your lifestyle, your mood, how much you stress, your pH levels, how much oil you have, how much water you're drinking, how much you're retaining that water. And those are all examined to determine the most ideal skincare products such as facial serum it is an app and it can also be used to monitor skin as it goes through and has as it uses the products and the the info is then stored in the system and it's used to detect different changes and to fix you know and to adapt to those changes now the brand is in china it's L'Oreal's La Roche-Posay brand together with 
the Chinese group, Alibaba Group, and is it launched the world's first artificial intelligence-powered mobile acne testing application. Once again, another skincare thing. That's a big, that's a big thing now in beauty is skincare. What's underneath all the makeup? Mm. The uh, it's called the Effaclar Spot Skin. It's an app that is designed for people with acne, but do have limited access to different dermatologists. And it can identify a user's type of acne lesions by analyzing selfies. So you send in a picture, and then it. Um, analyzes your face and sees what kind of acne is on your face like blackheads or pimples or just marks in brazil beauty brand o baticario opened a new store in brazil the baticario lab is designed to stimulate the senses of customers with the help of technology combining customization exclusivity experimentation and premiumization in the store and it has screens that shows the company's products which shows the ingredients and the materials but customers can also test makeup and view tutorials through a virtual reality mirror which is a big thing now virtual reality and augmented reality and they can also get their hair analyzed with microscopic equipment to find out which products are right for them I think that's really cool. And finally, in Germany, Henkel Beauty Cares Choiceify is a an app. It's a color consultation app. And it was launched in Germany, as I said. And it helps customers choose the perfect color by scanning a QR code. Okay. You know what time it is. It's time for the steaming hot segment in which I asked my guest six hot and quick questions. And I had a call-in guest, and here it is. Could you start by introducing yourself and what you do? Okay, my name is Daniel Jackson Thomas. I currently am an instructor at Ultimate Medical Academy at Teach Online. My degree is in computer information systems, and I graduated from Fent University in 2012. Okay, you answered my next question. What was your major? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And how did you get into this field? What made you interested? I started out actually as a medic in the Army, and when I got out, I was working in the hospital, and I saw how technology improved uh, things in the hospital so I could merge the two fields and just really get into technology. So it was, um, I started going to school for computer science, but then there was an issue with computer science uh, for my degree, so then I switched over to computer information systems. And that really merged my love for working with people and technology. So it, it really really has helped cool okay and like you said about the computer science part not working out have you had any other obstacles the other obstacle would be I guess finding out exactly what I wanted to do because technology is so vast 
you can either do security, networking, um, social media. There's so many things mm-hmm. that are so wide. It's just trying to narrow down what I really wanted to do. Okay. So how did you, how did you overcome that? Like, how did you figure out what you wanted to do? Well, I had outside <laughs> help. Uh, when I started running into problems at WSU, and actually, um, it was, I call it God-driven, because um, what the school I was going to lost their, lost their accreditation for computer, uh, computer science mm-hmm. degrees. And I faced the roadblock, and a uh, sister friend from church, she had worked at Fork University, and she said, I want you to look at this program. And I was in the program, and I had it hard because I still kind of wanted to stick it out mm-hmm. with WSU, Wichita State University. And she finally got the recruiter just to call me. It had me good. I gave them all your information. They were going to call you, and they're going to set you up, and you're going to finish this program. So So you have you had a little help from others, but you still got here. A help and push. Okay. Well, now I'm going to ask you the questions, the fast okay. facts ones. Okay. Number one, solar power generates electricity from what source? Sun. Yes. <laughs> Number two. Did the Apple iPhone first become available in 2005, 2006, or 2007? Nintendo was founded after 1900. Oh, true. False. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. False. <laughs> yeah. It surprised yeah. me, too. 1889. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Number four. Number four. This one's easy. Firefox, Chrome, Safari, and Explorer are types of what? Browsers. Yes. There you go. Back on track. (laughs) Number five. True or false? Gold is not a good conductor of electricity. False. Yes. Correct. Okay, number six, the last question. True or false? Oh, this one's more... Mm. Okay. Who... Actually, okay, it's going to be a different one. Who founded Microsoft along with Bill Gates? Oh. 
talk about tech initiatives places and toys so the toys the make block mbot smart robot kit makes it easy to introduce stem to elementary kids the kit is made up of modules that fit together with an enclosed screwdriver so kids learn how stem works and what it is by making their own robots the Botsies robots represent a perfect use of technology of the day. These little bots are really fun to build and program to do different things, but with an app, they use augmented reality, like I mentioned before, and it turns any open area into a, a virtual play place for the robot. Using a smartphone or tablet, kids can create a digitally illustrated world that the very real Botsies bot will roam and explore. So using an app, kids can draw out uh, different landscapes, different environments for their robots, and the robots will actually play in it. It's really cool. A smart pixelator set. Whether you want to follow a pre-made design or kids want to upload their own image, they can use a lighted grid to create complex and really cool images using little colored beads which can then be heated up and put together to create a permanent artwork or by working in steps kids can create the components of three-dimensional objects they can actually build and play with so you just create different things with the beads and once you're done you heat it up and bam it's there and if you want to make it 3d you just keep doing that until you've made um, a bigger object i think that's really cool initiatives the initiative i want to talk about is the 2020 national education technology plan according to the website secretary devos is committed to leveraging the power of technology to rethink education and approach student learning in different ways to support this goal, the Office of Educational Technology is working to update and expand upon the vision presented in the 2017 NETP, which is National Education Technology Plan, to ensure its relevance and usefulness based on the policy, funding, and social context within which digital learning now occurs. The 2020 NETP will incorporate new developments in education technology and share a vision for how schools and districts across the country they continue to use technology to improve equity and opportunity for all students. It will also address infrastructure needs in order for the vision to become a reality. 
So basically, it's um, a nationwide plan to increase technology in schools and how students access it and make sure everyone has the same access, same opportunities. They really want to expand the use of tech. Now, for places, we have the Computer History Museum in Mountain View, California. The Tech Museum of Innovation in San Jose, California. The Living Computer Museum in Seattle, Washington. The Boeing Factory in Everett, Washington. And the Center for Computing History in England. All pretty cool places. I encourage you all to um, look them up and venture out there. Take a trip. We have reached the end of the third episode. Tune in next time for more exciting episodes. Come back to learn about some amazing engineering.